0: Welcome back to the Black Belter Podcast, you're listening to episode 25. Today's guest is Argentina's Luciano Yart. Luciano runs a big and successful taconda club in Buenos Aires, where he's trained multiple world medalists. He's a part of the newly formed ITF Coaches Committee and he talks about some of the projects they are working on. Luciano has also written a book which outlines the history of ITF patterns, which he also briefly touches on in the show. As always, make sure to like, share and subscribe and enjoy. So uh, what's up, Luciano? How are you?
1: Fine, Jamie. Thanks for having me here, and and your your podcast podcast is amazing. I always hear your your podcast, and I said to, I have to congratulate you.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you. That's a, I'm trying. I'm trying to give a voice to a lot of the people in, um, especially in uh, ITF Taekwondo. Um, like we have a lot of top level competitors and coaches and that, and. Uh, they don't, and a lot of them have stories that they they tend to not get a, a platform to maybe tell. So maybe this can offer a platform to them, and as well. Then I like to maybe cross into other sports and other martial arts and see what's kind of similar and what experiences are similar for everybody.
1: Yes, uh, I think it's very important what you say about giving the voice to to those who who are, I say work. I I may say working on Taekwondo ITF because Taekwondo ITF is each day more and more professional, and all the coaches, all the competitors, all the people are trying to, to get the best of, of it. And I think the only, the only chance we have to make this more professional and, and to make grow our, our art is by joining us all in, in all the countries and, and share a, a common vision of what we, we want to do with our art. So um, that's very, very important. What what you are doing?
0: And uh, I know you are just saying. Uh, when, when do you think the lockdown is going to is going to lift in Argentina?
1: Well, uh, I really don't know. Uh, I think that the lockdown officially will end next week on April twenty sixth, but we know it's just a, a, a date because the president will say that we will have to wait two or three more weeks, and of course this will, will be doing it great, first I think the, the factories will start working and then maybe some, some parts of, of the industry but not the schools, not college, not, not the dogeons so I think we'll have to wait till July or August because we have the, the winter holidays in June and uh, July in Argentina those are the the most cold months of the year. So after those months, I think we will start working again. I may say August, if we have luck.
0: Yeah, hopefully. And how are you doing? Many online classes to try and maybe keep some engagement with your with your students and your members.
1: Yes, I'm doing three classes weekly, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and some. Um, one to one class via WhatsApp uh, <clears throat> when I have time, but my main problem is that I have my Dojin and I teach Taekwondo in three private schools, uh, primary schools, elementary schools, and though the classes are suspended, so uh, I have just just me, three hundred students. So I now I have contact with fifty of them, sixty, no more than that.
0: Yeah. So. Not, not, not good not good not for not very good like it's it's um it's and it's a long time to be like not in contact with, with your members
1: yeah yes it's it's uh something that we should face because it's some there's always someone worse than you i, I mean there are a lot of people that invest in a business or so they have i don't know um a shop and they couldn't they couldn't work and they, how people can can live with five or six months of not working i don't know but i, I don't want to create a or or, or to talk about uh, a duality you know a, dichot- a dichotomy between economy or health i i don't think it's that's the the point of the discussion i think we should talk about economy and health um <clears throat> so i really don't have the a solution or idea of what the governments should do—it's very uncertain.
0: Yeah, like I said, it's and before I even came out. It's it's something that's never happened to to any of us before. So, uh, who who actually does have a solution really, or who knows? Nobody's experienced it, so nobody has a definite solution.
1: Yes, uh, I was reading today in the newspaper the difference between uh, Israel, Sweden, the United States um Italy, Argentina, every country has an idea, but um, <laughs> they really don't know look what's happening in in England they first the first moment they say, okay, let's open everything uh, they they have an idea, and I, I'm not saying that it's it was a mistake. I'm saying that this is uh, day by day, minute by minute, and we are trying to see how this virus and and the pandemic is developing. It's really, really sad because we don't know what we are facing. If we know this is this is a war, okay, maybe we we know uh, we could have an idea. But this is uncertain. It's a war against something invisible.
0: Yeah, that's 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 a big challenge. Yeah, that yeah. nobody knows about. That nobody has any idea of really what this virus is.
1: Yeah. And yes.
0: Y- do you think the um, What do you think? What's your opinion of is the World Cup going to go ahead in October?
1: No, I don't think it's going to, to, to go ahead. I think they are going to, to cancel it because it's, I don't know. Let's say that we have a vaccine the next month, but from that moment, uh, we have to wait for people to, to, to get access to that vaccine. And for example, in Argentina, Uh, difference to to other countries Uh, we have uh, another problem that is the the economy and especially the inflation Uh, our our currency the peso is so attached to the us dollar that our economy is merchantly dollarized de facto i say and nowadays we don't know how much a peso worth because it may be uh, 1 dollar can be uh, 90 pesos, 100, 150 and in that conditions now I don't think the Argentinian people could travel like we used to do. You you see that every tournament Argentina is is present with a lot of competitors and coach and spectators uh, but I think this year for us would be very hard and I think for people in Europe too.
0: Yeah. It's it's going to be it's it would be a very challenging event, and at this, like you said, at this stage, and nobody has. I'd be very surprised if anybody has anything booked in terms of flights or accommodation, and it's getting to the point where that's going to be very expensive to do now. So it could be, like you said, financially not viable to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I for me, the the most logical thing to do will be to to. Postpone this World Cup Slovenia for 2022, let Finland for 2021, and well, because I, I know the organizers were making such a, a, a big effort, and I was waiting that the best World Cup ever, sincerely, because I know Master Thomas Barada and I know uh, Grandmaster Wimbo, they were working so hard, and it was everything so professional, uh, everything the accommodation the the stadium everything was perfect, so for me, if I were them, I will try to postpone for for twenty twenty two and wait for 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 things get calm
0: yeah that's if that could be maybe the best solution if that can be organized with the arena and the hotel and the hotels that are in Slovenia if that can be arranged that could be possibly be, be the best solution there yeah I would agree
1: yes, we luckily we i didn't have time to to, to buy the the, the tickets uh, i have the tickets for for the iic in korea on the on the hotel uh, room reserve everything and i could recover the money uh, I, they refund it to me but luckily i didn't bought anything for for slovenia it will be another headache for me so i i I would
0: prefer to wait. Yeah, and, and but even and even as you said, you're probably not going to get, have a chance to get back into your your gym to till, till August, and maybe if it goes a little bit longer, even then, will people have will people have had time to train for this tournament? And if people haven't trained, they're not going to go because why would you go unprepared? And if people don't go, then you don't have a World Cup.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'll, I'll, there will be a um, uh, an underestimate World Cup because uh, before this happened last year, I said uh, maybe Slovenia will have the, the World Cup record assistance um, more than Budapest. I was waiting three three thousand um, assistant participants, but now mm, I don't know. I don't know if they could get one thousand. So it makes no sense for me. Economically, sportive, everything—it's gonna be underestimated.
0: Yeah, one hundred. I would agree. Yeah. So, just changing a little bit of uh, tact. Uh, how did uh, how did you actually get started in in taekwondo and get started in martial arts?
1: Well, it's been a long time. I started uh, in 1984. I was
0: long time. Long time
1: yeah a long time ago i was really young i was eight eight or nine years old um and it i started in WTF taekwondo in the olympic taekwondo at that time i didn't know there was an itf or a WTF. i just went where where my dad took me uh so i started there and after two or three years um we moved from from one town to another and so I changed my, my my taekwondo and I started with a um, with instructor that he used to teach some mixed taekwondo between WTF and ITF. It was a mix of both. And um, finally, in 1996, 97, I moved to the ITF, but to the Cho line until 2010. That I started here working here in, in the, best ITF.
0: the best idea the best idea and then it would is in terms of like wtf to itf comparison in argentina which would be which would be bigger
1: uh it's strange what happened in argentina from 10 competitors nine are itf it's the only country in the world that this happened. I think um, it's incredible. You go out uh, on the streets, 6 p.m. or 5 p.m. Uh, in Buenos Aires or in any city in the surroundings, in the suburbs, you can see kids wearing the ITF dough box on the streets, all the, the parents taking the kids to, to the dogen. An uh, official day in statistics, says that after football uh taekwondo itf is the m- most practiced sport in argentina
0: Ooh, if we could get that in every country
1: <laughs> that would be amazing
0: yeah, yeah. That, would be, that would be something imagine a world championships then
1: no no it's incredible have you ever seen the um our black belt certificates in argentina no I think um, the last December, I, I don't remember exactly the, the number, but for example, my students are the first degree certificate is AR1 uh, 50,000 or 60,000. I don't know.
0: Oh my God. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen, well, I have seen yeah, the pictures. I have seen the pictures, obviously, from the IICs in, in Argentina, and they're also pretty impressive.
1: Yes, 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 uh, that's uh, what I'm telling you, it's like very popular, I would say sport, it's a martial art, but it's a very popular activity here in Argentina.
0: Uh, it just, um, yeah, we might come back to that. <laughs> um, yeah. In terms, in terms of, uh, would, you, would you have competed sh- straight away, would you have always be, been a competitor uh, when you started Taekwondo?
1: No, um, I, I have a, a mixed feeling with this because uh, I spent the, the first years of mm, Taekwondo um, just staying in the class. Uh, I was in the school at that moment in the Georgian Was ITF where my instructor, he didn't like the, um, the, the, the sport parts of, of the Taekwondo, he didn't want us to go to tournaments. He didn't want us to go to 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 cups. So we 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 stay only to practice in the dojo and exams, no tournaments, nothing. And so I started competing at twenty five, twenty six, and only my my only international tournament at that moment was a uh, Pan American uh, in Buenos Aires in two thousand four, two thousand five. I got uh, silver in inspiring and then I, when I moved to this ITF I started competing but it was a little bit late for me because I was in my 30th my 30s so uh I, I I must say I enjoyed for for a short time the competition I mean in in the international uh international tournaments but I really like it and luckily I could have results in those short years, because I got three three gold medals in the World Cup, so I was really happy.
0: Would you have been Would you have been more more sparring orientated than than patterns at the time, or was it was a bit of a mix?
1: It was a mix. Uh, I always prefer patterns. All my life, I prefer patterns, but when I I, I was, I, I was, I felt I was uh, sure about my my pattern style. I lose and I win in in and I, I won in sparring. It's strange. It happens to me last World Cup in Australia in Sydney. I was so prepared for patterns. Uh, I I had the feeling that I was the gold on silver for sure. I don't know why, but I, but I had this that feeling, and I lost in in quarterfinals by one vote, so while I lost the medal for one vote, for one but I got silver in sparring, which I was not prepared at all. Uh, after five rounds, I got to the final, and I got silver. It, so I say it, it's incredible. <laughs> I, feel,
0: I see, I find a lot of, um, you would see a lot of maybe younger competitors who might have the same situation, and then decide that, uh, I'm just going to spare now. And that that means I'm going to give up patterns when actually maybe if you enjoy patterns, maybe why not keep doing patterns and keep sparring. But sometimes people, because they they have maybe a little bit more success in one than the other, they decide I'm only good at one and lose interest in the other one.
1: Yes, yes, I totally agree with you. Uh, In Jamaica World Cup 2014, I compete at everything. Uh, Power breaking, special techniques. Uh, team sparring uh, team patterns pattern ev- everything I did everything and I really enjoyed it and I and I will say I always say to my students um, try to prove everything um, I have my my students my top elite student Ivan it's um, a silver medal in the last world championship in insel plus 85 kilogram he always practice uh, patterns uh, I think he has uh, a privileged body for sparring. He's two meters tall, but I'm not so good for for patterns. You see those, the tall guys, we are not good for patterns, unluckily. but he always uh, go and try in patterns because I say you have to try in patterns because you never know. And he's really good to be that tall in patterns.
0: Yeah. So, that, so then, when did you when did you start? Uh, when did you open up your first your first school?
1: Um, I started uh, with um, with classes in two thousand two, two I started teaching, but only for, for my family, only for my nephews and nieces. Um, I had another job. I'm a journalist, and and I'm I used to to work and collaborate with newspapers and media at that time also in marketing and public relations. So I had my official job at that time. Um, in 2006, uh, some kids from the neighborhood started and say, oh, we want to try. And so I opened the doors to, to everyone and then it's where everything started. October 3, 2006, my first official class.
0: It's just growing since then.
1: <laughs> yeah yes really it was a a huge um, growing because now we have more than one thousand students
0: from just teaching your your family to to that big is it's been so that's yeah that's some growth
1: yeah yes it's incredible i i have a a phrase a quote that i always have in my mind in in spanish don't doesn't sound that good but in in English it's perfect, it's don't take it for granted. I don't take anything for, for granted. Every Monday I went to the Dojo and I have 60 or 70 people in the adult class, it's the last class. And when I see 60 people there, I, I couldn't believe it. And it's happening to me for the last 15 years, but I don't take it for granted because I say, it's, I don't know if there's an, an instructor in, in the world with sixty or seventy people in the adult class.
0: Yeah, it's 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 so hard to to keep like that. You you might get that for a, even a very good club could get that for a short period of time, but to to consistently have that for that long period of time, it can be very hard because it's the hardest. It's the hardest people to keep. They they have the most going on in their lives, so it's hard. that it, Things come up and people leave, people go. So to keep that consistent level is is something incredible.
1: Yeah yeah and apart from that for for those 60 people there are 40 there are black belts so it talks about um a loyalty through the years um people that, that are in love with the with the taekwondo as much as I, I am
0: and so then how many uh, would you how many competitors would you have on the national team how many would you uh, have germany
1: for uh, in the in, for Germany we took um three. Three competitors, one adult and two juniors on the national team. And
0: um is that kind of just would you think that maybe you could have a f a few more considering there is so many black bulbs in the club? To, or is it just a standard that it's so hard to get on the the, the Argentinian national team with so many numbers?
1: Yes, of course, it's very difficult to have uh, competitors in the, na- in, the, in the national team because you have a um, lot of schools and and there are so many uh, great competitors here. Um, the problem with some of my students, one problem is the economic situation in Argentina. Some A lot of times the best don't make it to the national team. But my school is really big, really big, but... We are very young. Lots of my students are young people, uh, and and I have done many seniors. So many seniors, Um, but I think in the in the in the coming years, uh, more and more competitors from our schools will will make it to the national team.
0: I would imagine. So that's a that's it's always the challenge, isn't it? Is Trying to keep, trying to keep, uh, keep people from from junior to senior, and um, like that, sort of other things kick in, and maybe ta- taekwondo isn't the number one priority anymore to, as it was. So to keep those people and bring them through to senior can be quite difficult as well.
1: Yes, and sometimes in Argentina it's very difficult to to get a commitment with the national team because um, sometimes the, the 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 schedules and the trainings are far from the the, the the kids' home or they, they are studying at, sc- at university or at school and they couldn't make a, a commitment and they go only uh, to the to a world championship as individual, And that's why you see sometimes we have um, two, two competitors in the, uh, individuals from patterns and they are not on the national teams from patterns. Y- you see? Or, or the same happens in sparring. We have... Um, the best competitors plus eighty or uh, sorry plus eighty five seventy five seventy eight or plus seventy they qualify from individuals but they are not on the team and you say how is that possible? Well, because they can't train with them with the national team. Uh, sometimes being such a big country and with so many students and competitors uh, make us having those difficulties that. Uh, maybe you and Alan don't have because you are a smaller country.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I've said that to, I've said this to quite a few people now, that one of the benefits uh, if we have national team training pretty much every two weeks on a build-up to a championships and the only thing that really might interrupt that kind of schedule would be for a competition. But And we can do that because we are so small and we're only a three-hour drive from pretty much anywhere in the yeah. country. So everybody can come together, everybody can train with each other, and you know, success breeds success, iron sharpens iron. This kind of thing happens, and when you have the best people together, you know you can make you can make good progress in training. So I think that's one benefit that we have that, like you said, Argentina doesn't have, and a lot of other countries don't have.
1: Yes, yes, I, I spoke about this with, with Adrian, with with Richie, uh, yeah. because we all, I I admire so much the the Irish style. You have a lot of competitors, and I think it's contagious. Uh, it's when you train with those uh, talented people, uh, the talent came to you because you train so hard with them in in the dojo, in the in the class that you have to 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 be aware of that, and um, you you get to the to a championship in very good conditions. In Argentina, it's so difficult. It's like United States. Um, if I drive three hours, like you said, maybe I can go to to Buenos Aires I, and came back to my home and it's 30 kilometers. Yeah. you see it's it's incredible so imagine maybe I drive 10 hours and I'm still in the same province
0: yeah it's a, it's a much different it's a way different situation to what we're, yeah. what, we're, what we're benefiting yes. from. I like that like you said like the the energy and at the quite a like it happens pretty much every every uh, campaign that we have people who maybe it's their first time on the team, and the 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 the, the jump in the improvements they make from just being around all the best people like they come back for their second campaign and their level has gone up tenfold because just being around those best people and and experiencing the squad sessions it brings them on so much
1: yes um I think the level is um sorry C- can you repeat me that part because my my kid came into the room sorry, sorry, I couldn't hear that that question jamie sorry no
0: no worries i was just saying I, what I was saying was that uh Oftentimes, that when we have, a, I mean, especially a, a junior who's their first competition, it's their first time on the yeah. team, the first time experiencing the squad sessions. That after that, I and mean, then just being around the squad they, for that first campaign, their level can go up so much. It can like, go up tenfold, and that by the time they come back for their second campaign, they're ten times better just from being around the best people and experiencing uh, the, tra- the training with those people.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, I mean. With juniors, it's very, very important to, to have their feet on the ground because sometimes you, as a junior, you see a lot of good competitors uh, and you say, oh, this, this kid, is, he's going to be awesome. Uh, his future is uh, for world champ. And then when they go to the senior category, uh, it's a completely different thing. It's, um, I think there's something... Uh, you should uh, have in, in your head to, to to have your your feet on the ground and, and think that nothing can can stay forever and maybe you have a good career as a junior, but then you have to to slow down and, and see how things uh, could evolve because sometimes you, a junior competitor, if their expectatives are so very high, they can crash. Into, into a wall and, and, and lose a lot of things.
0: Yeah, and I find that it can even go the other way sometimes. People who weren't very successful as juniors can often go and be very successful seniors.
1: Yes, yes, of course, of course. Um, I always take an example, uh, as an example, uh, Mark, Mark Trotter, because he, he was a, a world champion as a junior. Uh, in parents, and he could never repeat it again as as a senior because people think Mark is all the time world champion. No, he has to work so hard for it. So hard he he won in in prearranged sparring. He won in in sparring, but he he never won won in in, in senior patterns. It's his first and only time was in Ireland. Uh, that's. I think for me he's an example of perseverance because he knew at one point he he could have that medal, and I think there are not many people uh, with with that head and that mind.
0: And especially he was he was always so close. He was you know he was in the yeah. final sometimes, and uh, yeah. so he'd, he'd lose to he'd lose to the winner. Yes, uh, earlier because on because
1: he, he has to compete in a time. When when you have where you have Suska, you have Lilian Delay, you have Maxime Bujol, you have Stephen Ryan, uh, you have a lot of uh, amazing competitors. Uh, that uh, it, it was not easy. Uh, it, it's Suska. I mean, if you talk in Taekwondo patterns, it doesn't matter the the ITF. It doesn't matter what style. Suska is, uh, I mean, the most uh, success and. Um, and well-known competitor in ITF patterns of all times, but Mark never, never surrendered.
0: Yeah, that's what I know. I definitely, I was. I was very happy to see him win that medal in Ireland and and be rewarded for for the persistence and and for being so close so many times.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. And because he he trained in Argentina uh, for that gold medal, he trained with. Um, with a um, instructor here, Gustavo Valvis. Uh, he was during four years the, um, the national team physical trainer, and you know it was he treated Mark as a as a junior, not as a star. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. he said, "Mark, I don't care what you think or what is your opinion. You will do what I said." And for Mark, it was so hard at the beginnings. But then he understood that it was uh, for his world, and he got the goal.
0: And I, I know he he mentioned it on the podcast that he had worked with um, Gustavo, and he said that like that he said that he would he accredited a lot of his success to to training with, yeah. with Gustavo balbus uh, He also thought, felt that um, Argentina's success in team patterns and patterns in general at the last worlds was somewhat down to. Uh, Gustavo Balbus would would you say the same would you have the, sa- the same feeling or would there be maybe another reason why Argentina did so well in patterns at the last world championships
1: yes I think uh, I think they have a, 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 there were a lot of factors one was Gustavo for sure but all the all the, um, the members of the national team Master Gadea did a, a, an amazing job and uh, the, the all the 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 competitors put the best uh, of them, the biggest. It was a big effort for, for everybody because they had to travel a lot and train. I mean, the the male senior uh, team, pattern team, was the best I've ever seen. Uh, for me, uh, it's it's gonna stay in the in the history of taekwondo forever because they are they were five amazing and talented competitors but working as as one there was a, a because maybe you have five talented people but there's not a a, a common uh, belonging a common sense of unity but these five guys uh, work as as one you you see them walking the same wearing the same haircut they it there was like one person uh, uh, and five personalities they were amazing um, but you see the the national team after four years they got go four gold medals and now they were they were removed so this is another unbelievable thing about Argentinian taekwondo you get the number one you have four golds and they are removed it's it's incredible
0: yeah and um... Only time will tell if that's the if that if that's the right decision. I I, I think.
1: Yeah, of course, and I have uh, nothing against the, the the new national coaches. I mean, they are uh, excellent trainers, and they are my friends. Uh, I think they are uh, excellent professionals. But the decision about removing uh, somebody who who puts you in the first place is very controversial, at least.
0: And so, with a lot of work that have went in, like you said, that people can't be on the teams if they can't make the trainings. So, there have been a lot of work in those trainings, a lot of extra hours put in by the team patterns to, to achieve what they did at the last World Championships.
1: Yes, the, because, as I said before, you have to think that Taekwondo is not a professional. Uh, people don't get money for, for practice. Uh, and in argentina we have a very special economic situation that makes uh, make us work double or, or three times as people in europe maybe because we have to 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 work and to to travel a lot distances are a huge in argentina and when you have a commitment like that you can expect those results because uh people in Argentina is moved by, by passion. And and you see how, how we move and how we support each other. Uh, I think passion is our biggest, um, it's the at the same time a pro and a con for us. You see? Because sometimes passion make us lose our head, but passion also give us uh, that strength that we need to, to obtain the result.
0: Yeah, um, definitely, the the uh, Argentinians are full of that passion, and it's always one of the best. There's always a buzz when uh, the the chance get going at the championships, and and uh, I remember the the was one standout where maybe he won't like me mentioning, but uh, he he spoke about it when he was on the pocket with Julio when the the guy from Argentina managed to land that that three sixty and um, happened to knock him out. There was a lot of Argentinians around, and my myself and some of the guys were sitting in the middle. And the the atmosphere at that was 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 it was something crazy <laughs> for for a, for a Taekwondo tournament. To, it was like it was you know a, a big maybe UFC kind of. Character. It was that kind of just everything. Oh, and there there was cheering, and it, yeah. it was a, a completely different experience to what we're used to.
1: Yes, yes, against Matias Bustamante. I mean, uh, as we are in Taekwondo, we are. In every aspect of our lives, in Argentina, sometimes it's difficult to, to deal with it. I live in England for one year. I travel a lot. Um, my wife is Ukrainian, so uh, I, I, I have a knowledge for for the rest of the of the world. And sometimes it's difficult to understand our behavior because um, uh, we are so passionate and and we live everything as. A matter of live and death, you know? If we lose a a football match, a taekwondo match, it's it's the death for us, and we are devastated. But if if you win, you are the king of the world, which is also a a problem, because you are not the king of the world. You just won a match, you know? So it's it's so hard to be Argentinian. (laughs) It's really hard. We are crazy
0: yeah it's uh, anybody who uh, who was on the the national team or the Irish national team for two thousand and nine the world championships in Argentina they always say that that was their favourite competition or their, their favorite atmosphere for what was there so i'm always i wasn't at that one it was the, the that was the one just before I came onto the team, so i missed that one
1: okay
0: I'm, I'm always kind of glad love to have experienced it
1: yes, I know who he is I know who he is because he told me he 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 told me the the story of the of that tournament, and yes, it's incredible. Argentinian people with drums and trumpets in in the stadium—it's crazy.
0: Yeah, and so you already kind of made a, an interesting point. That I kind of say we come back to—is for you, it's uh, kind of taekwondo as martial art first, and maybe sport second. Or oh, what's your kind of top top behind that?
1: Um, I think it's a martial art but sport is what makes us a family because if it, if it weren't for competition um, you and I Luciano and Jamie we, we wouldn't been talking um, I wouldn't be on the ITF coaches committee or uh, the, the, the sportive aspect of Taekwondo has something very interesting that make us uh, work together. And as I said before, our school has more than 1000 competitors, sorry, uh, practicants, students, and only 10 are top elite competitors. I mean, a very few, few amounts of them, but those people has a a strong significance in, in, in our, in our school and in our practice. Because I think that the sportive part, when you go and compete in, in patterns or in sparring, you are competing against yourself. Not only with, a, uh, with your opponent, but against you. And that's the maximum expression of the martial art. When you have to go there and you get into the tatami and the judges are looking at you and you have that, that feeling that adrenaline and it's, well, this is what I've been practicing for, this situation, this moment. So with that competition, I don't know, you have to wait for somebody to attack on the street to, to prove if your, if your skills are good. But luckily that don't happen yeah, every time. And I hope it never happens to anybody. So we have the competition. And when you are in the tatami, you know that the other one wants to punch you, wants to kick you and you will have to, to defend yourself. So for me, it's the martial art taking to the most real situation that you could live. And that's what it makes it so interesting. Not the medal. The medal is good, but I have 30 medals in the box and Trotter will have a hundred and Susco will have one thousand. But the feeling, the situation, I I think it's like, uh, it's um, addictive. You go to a tournament and it ends and maybe you're hurt, you are, you have a, a, you are very tired, exhausted, but you want more. I say, I want another tournament tomorrow. It's, it's addictive, addictive.
0: Yeah, I think even... For me, I, I think the, the martial art aspect and the competition is somewhat, the, they're intertwined in terms of, for me, I always think that, but we try to promote, obviously, there's the the, the tenets of Taekwondo and maybe that could be more seen as maybe the martial arts side of, of Taekwondo. But I think that competition provides the best opportunity to have to implement the the tenets of Taekwondo, you have to show to courtesy, integrity, all of those, all those five tenets. Competition offers the best opportunity for you to have to display them and to and to train them. So that's why I think martial art the competition they completely intertwine. And like you said, maybe not necessarily your. Maybe you don't want to be world champion, but I would would like to encourage people and and especially the younger uh, kids and and students in taekwondo to compete and experience taekw- uh, competition as much as they could to, to get that sense of uh, to get the, uh, get that sense and, and improve there.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you, Jamie. Uh, I must say that in these last four years with Maestro Gadea and Maestro Esponda, in the national team we not only make it to the first place or or we won the so many goals but we we were we make a, a big um, uh, process to to display those tenets that you mentioned because before them we were you know like immersed in in those crazy in that craziness that I was telling you I remember what happened in Jetsolo 2015 it was terrible uh, for the national team with our one of our coaches uh, shouting and screaming it was crazy and for us it was like everybody was watching us because of our behavior and nobody was looking at watching us because our patterns or our sparring and our power breaking matches—they were watching us, how Argentina behaves, and the last national team was was uh, a bigger. Uh, they make a big effort to, to change that, and I think they make it in the in Ireland. In the, do you remember the the sparring male team pattern? No, not the sparring. The team pattern. The males. Argentina against Italy. Yes, that the that controversy with the controversy with the with the judges and with the system, and I knew Argentina. Everybody knew Argentina was uh, was uh, was such a good team. I, I don't know if they won. For me, they won. It's my personal opinion, and I think everybody had the same opinion. But after a controversy with the with the with the score, there was something wrong. But everybody was waiting for Argentina to react and to, to start with a bad behavior. And luckily they say, we accept the, 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 the defeated. And I think it was um, a, a great display of, of talent, of, of um, integrity, I may say, because we accepted, although we, we felt it was unfair.
0: Yeah I I do remember that uh, the, that that patterns final. Um I thought Argentina were going to win. Um I thought maybe they it was close but I thought they would I thought they did win. Um but the only thing was we had lost to, we had lost to Italy in the earlier rounds. So after that we got to say we lost to the winners. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> okay, okay. I see. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I I used that too.
0: Yeah, so um so you mentioned then that you that you're now part of the uh, the, yeah, the yeah. ITF coach, ITF Coaches Committee. Uh, what kind of what would you like to see achieved with that with that committee?
1: Uh, well, I I must say in first place that it's one of the best things that happens to me in in my career as a martial artist, um, because it's such a a great position to be there and talking with with some of some of the best coaches in the world and when Adrian proposed that to me it was like well this is most valuable than ten gold medals and we would like to be the voice between the, the coaches around the world and the ITF because sometimes you have um, your opinion as a, as a coach And and it's important if you can share that voice and that opinion to other coaches and and put all the voices together and and say to ITF, um, the coaches around the world wants this, or we think we can improve um, this area, or that we should do this, or we shouldn't do that anymore. And that's one of the best things that, that, in all the committees, I'm talking about all the committees, the umpire, the the do the athletes committee uh, and for me the coaches committee is it's uh, one of the best we are working a lot uh, even this this situation we are working a lot we are we were working on a survey we were working on on the second conference too so we hope that we can be that voice between ITF and the and the coaches.
0: Yeah the 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 coaches conference I think is something that would be would be great to see uh, to see regular cuz like the, like Adrian is is my instructor my coach so I know it's something he had spoke about that he wanted to do for quite a long time and I always thought it was a very good idea um, and and I, I really enjoyed the last one that was on in Ireland so um I think there's a lot of benefits yeah. to having that conference and I think it would be great if we could see that continue on and even even it would be great for everybody else if it opens up maybe around the rest of the world to have something similar
1: yes uh, I'm learning a lot from Adrian a lot and uh, I'm very thankful for that because um, when you are a 13 I'm not saying I'm old but I'm fifth degree I'm going to be sixth degree next year and you say I know everything and it's not you. N- nobody knows nothing you know the other day I was talking with Grandmaster Boss and i named. Uh, a pattern that there was um, created by General Choi, UNAM, but he removed it. And and Grandmaster Bo said, I didn't know that you are teaching me something. And that's the important thing that anybody can, can teach to anybody in ITF. And I think the difference between this ITF and the rest of the Taekwondo world is that we have that democracy and that aspect that we know that everyone can learn from anyone. And I'm learning a lot from Adrian. Um, in Ireland you have very good and professional projects and uh, and systems, sport systems. Uh, I didn't know that in, in Ireland you have to to, to have a, a a certain level to be a coach. I mean a professional level and to take a course in Argentina anyone can be a coach and I've seen I, I see a lot of coaches in Argentina that they don't know nothing about health or rcp or or nothing you know sometimes you see a a competitor lying on the floor and you don't know what to do so that's another thing that we want to make through the coaches committee not only be that voice but also educate and i think adrian is a great educator not only a a, a great coach but he's a a great educator and i think the 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 system that you have in Ireland could work from from a lot of countries.
0: Yeah, 100. percent I think it would be, be something that would be I think very interesting to see implemented throughout all of ITF, and to see something standardised and put out there. And like think yeah, agent's very very lucky because he kind of comes as well with a different hat because he's a he's around coaching all the time and he's not involved with just taekwondo. He sees other sports and and the, the way they go about it so he's he's around the kind of that he that that uh that space all the time so he brings a lot of knowledge from other areas into into taekwondo which i think is is really useful
1: yes yes um he's a multitasking level you know because he brings things from from other sports to taekwondo and from university to to the sports and um he has an open mind and and it's uh, uh, very important that we have in in the ITF talented people and professional people and repeating the grandmaster boss words in the past you have to be a a master or a grandmaster to be part uh, of the decisions or to have a voice in the Taekwondo and now in this ITF I found that um, there are professionals it doesn't matter your degree when I presented uh, my book, I have the, the huge privilege to have Grandmaster Drachtenberg, Grandmaster Marano, and Grandmaster Unkim Lang in, in the presentation. Uh, um, and they were learning from me. Uh, I, I was terrified because I'm saying, what are these three grandmasters doing here, listening to me? And they were so humbled to be there. And always they give me their support. and. I mean, it's crazy, and when you feel uh, that somebody's listening to you, you work with more energy and and with more passion and professionalism.
0: Yeah, so I think even even like you said, uh, sometimes okay, like any to some degree in Argentina, anybody can anybody can open a club and um, and start teaching. Whereas you know, Ireland, you have to have some qualifications. I think that's kind of. Sometimes, like you said, even when it comes to the voice and having a voice and having to be a master, not necessarily because of your degree means that doesn't always mean that you're the best person for the job or that you actually are very good or that you're, it doesn't mean that you're a good coach. It doesn't mean that you're mm-hmm. the best at a certain job because of your degree. So sometimes if we can move past that and who actually has yeah. the best skills can sometimes be, be the be best for the job.
1: Yeah. I was telling you before, it has to do with it in Argentina Taekwondo is so big and so popular but it has another dark part of that because you have anyone can be a, a, an instructor and there are plenty of MacDojos here and people get in their black belt in one year two years and they are black belt factories and you know what is so so illegal, illegal and but they are keep doing it and sometimes you receive people training uh, i i have people come to my dojo and say i'm a black belt and i want to to practice with you and i say okay uh, for how long have you been training two years and i say and you're a black belt already um that happens a lot a lot but luckily now we live in the area of technology and social media and social media is Putting on the table the the players, and some people start uh, realizing who are the the true the true structures and who are the the fake ones.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's it's becoming much easier. Well, I would hope that it's starting to become much easier to to find out who the uh, who you said who the players are, and um, before maybe you couldn't get as much information and all you had was there's a Taekwondo gym over here. There's a Taekwondo gym over here. I don't know the difference to me. It's all just Taekwondo. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I'm a beginner. Yeah. it's be, Hopefully that it starts to change, as you said, with technology and it's much easier to find out, Oh, well, what this person is doing isn't really, isn't really this, or isn't the real thing. And what's over here. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Special parents. I, I want to take my son, my my daughter. To Taekwondo, okay, I will take it, take him to the the nearest club, and they don't care about who's who's the, the instructor. And then we have to to reeducate that kid and teaching from Saju Sadujirogi <laughs> everything.
0: Yeah. Uh, you might you might have said it already but what would you what for you what is the biggest difference between because you you said already that you think this is the best ITF and you've mentioned some differences what would you say is the biggest difference between this ITF and the the other uh, organization you've been a part of Uh,
1: freedom uh, democracy I would choose those two words because um, Always asking or telling your, your master, but I never found um, a limit here. When I wanted to, to, to write my book or presented it, I received support and, uh, and I was encouraged to do it. But um, in, the, in my previous uh, ITF, in the previous ITF, I felt that you had to ask for permission to do anything, anything and in the most of cases you you have a no as an answer and no because no there was not a reason be, behind that no. Um, as a second part behind democracy and freedom I would say the level of competition in this ITF you have the best competitors uh, in the world in the last World Championship on the other ITF there were like twenty countries, thirty countries. There were no uh, a real championship.
0: And what what did you? I'm not told, uh, I heard some maybe rumors that the, the the World Cup was going to be open to other ITFs. Mm-hmm. What would you maybe have thought of that? Would you think? Would you have thought maybe they they, they would have had many winners or medal? How do you think that would have went if it was open to all ITF groups?
1: you were telling me about the the Cup yeah, so yeah, and the yeah. rumors that it, it was going to be open i think it was it was like that and i agree with, uh, i agree with that i think it was it is a great opportunity to to tell our taekwondo brothers in the other itf to show how we work and to show uh, our our comp- Competitions, our level, and how we are. Uh, we are democrats. We we hear everyone, and I think it was a. It is a good chance, and I hope uh, we, we can maintain that. Of course, ITF should assure that people who who pays for um for a certificate or for um a membership. We should get benefit from it. I mean, maybe we should pay less for for the fees, but we we can be open to to anyone if they want to be part of it, and with other costs, of course.
0: Yeah, I know. As a as a competitor, it would have been a very uh, an interesting experience to maybe have people from outside of outside of the ITF yeah. to maybe compete against. Because uh, I I know it's a. I have this feeling, and, and other people have it, uh, when you're at senior and you're in those senior divisions for a while, you get used to seeing the same, fa- the same faces, you, you spar a lot of the same people, so some new faces is, is always good.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, they have a, a, another rules. Mm, not that different, but they have to spin or the, the points are different. But I think it's a, a, a great challenge. And now, if if you are champion on that World Cup, you you may say you are a really World Cup champion. But our tournaments are a huge and so professional that I, I really like it.
0: And like I said, I, I won't keep it too much longer. Just what, maybe one more question is: Who would you say is your who is your uh, f- favorite fighter? Maybe not even fighter. Maybe may, may favorite competitor, but maybe favorite fighter as well. <laughs>
1: From times all times or, yeah. all or time. nowadays, all time. Well, in in female, I would say Katya, Katya Solovey. Yeah,
0: my. Favorite.
1: <laughs> I don't know if she has the most. You too, yours too.
0: Uh, probably male or female would be she'd be my favorite favorite fighter of all time yeah, in taekwondo.
1: Because there are um, <clears throat> so many talented. Competitors, a um, few months too, I, I, I may say Julia Cross or Soledad Serrano from Argentina, League too from Argentina. But I think Katia has a, a unique mystique. Even though if you don't see it all, uh, alive, you 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 see Katya videos, uh, it inspires you. It's she has some, a special magic. I, I'm for me, she's my, my favorite fighter um in the <clears throat> in the males i would say i like um, from the old style paul germain um paul germain i think uh, pierre Ginette was more uh, or more i don't know how to say it more more attitude or more it was more a yeah. showman. Uh, uh, Paul Germain was like uh, a machine. You know, he he sh- he shot when he has to shot He ha- he has a, a strong kick. Um, from the present, I like a lot um, Adam Adam Shelley from from Ireland. I like it very much, and there are a lot of Irish fighters. Yeah, I like That's lots a, of them. It's a good time. Lots of them. And, Yes, yes. It's like a golden generation for you. Um, and Timothy. Timothy and Vitaly. For me, those are my favorite. Ah, favorites.
0: you can't say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would say he's a very good fighter. Very
1: good. I said, I said, I said like five I, or six. Uh, so, I don't know. <laughs> like I said, very
0: good fighter. Um, I really enjoy competing against him. So, uh, so yeah, it's always it's, 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 it's a challenge. But yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: uh, how it works? What can you say about about your the fight against
0: about my fight against him? Yes, very uh, very close. Um, I think it was very very even mm. with the legs, and he managed to he scored the better with the hands. I think was kind of was was the difference, and I didn't score clean with the hands. So I think um, I think that was the difference. So we'll see.
1: Yeah. I think there's a, a big difference between being a, a, a good competitor and being an athlete. I think nowadays more and more competitors are becoming athletes, but not all of them are, are athletes. I mean, uh, when you are so professional in your training, in, your, in, in what you eat, in how you sleep, in all the parts of your training, you become an athlete. And that's when you make the difference. When you do a professional training, the results are, are shown by itself on the on the tatami. It's the difference is huge. Maybe you are a good competitor and you pass the first match, the first round, but you you will make it into the second and third and fourth. It's uh, the level is too high now in IGF, so high that it's. Unbelievable. Yeah, and like you
0: said it's only growing there's only more and more just more and more people are given that commitment so it's only getting harder and the level is only getting, getting getting higher
1: yeah sometimes people ask me if I prefer the old school Taekwondo or the present Taekwondo and I'm 100% sure I'm 100% sure that I like this Taekwondo for me we are in, in, in the best era of Taekwondo I mean in the 90s it was good in the 2000, it was good. We have a lot of legends, and I not underestimate that that part of Taekwondo. But now it's what what you see. It's unbelievable. I like it really much, much, and I enjoy it. And every day I enter into YouTube and I watch uh, Island, Insel, Budapest, uh, Australia, and I say I, I, I've seen matches ten times, and I don't get tired of, of watching it.
0: Yeah, I think. Well, oftentimes I I I feel like, like you said, the 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 older maybe generation or no, uh is look, the opinion is that it, they were it was tougher, it was harder, and there was more contact. Mm-hmm. I feel that that's somewhat down to the rule changes. That if you started to let the contact go, you would still see, as I said, the skill level would still be really high. Competitors would still be would still be tough, would still be really really hard, strong, and. Um, I think the same people would win because we, we, winners win at the end of the day, and um, I just think so. I think yes. if if the, the rule change has affected the, the the toughness and of and the the how um how much of a, a war some fights are, I think that's mostly a rule change, not necessarily the fighters changing.
1: Yes, I I agree with you. The rules are. Are made in a way that competitors should adapt to it, and not the rules to the competitor. Um, these last days, there were a, um, uh, uh, a guy from Argentina doing some interviews, and they asked everyone about if they were if they would like to see knockout in Taekwondo ITF. And I think 90% of people answer yes, which I don't know if I agree. I, I don't agree with that. I think we should keep the light contact um, and not the the knockout maybe the the ring is too big for a knockout and if you feel like you are in danger you can avoid a knockout but as you mentioned before the the 360 with uh, Matias Bustamante with Julio Carlos that was a, a proper knockout And um, i think we shouldn't uh, we should consider some knockouts legal legal and some others no don't but that's another discussion we we should sit down in the in the coaches committee and discuss it it will be a long time so
0: yeah that could be a good thing to 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 bring up uh, at that level uh yeah definitely there is there's different levels of knockouts there's a uh, like like we said there's that 360 yeah. there's if it's a band you know there's there's those type of knockouts and then there's somebody was just being wild and was a bit was a bit wild with the hands and somebody gets knocked out it's that that's a different story yeah.
1: Uh, yeah let's start with the with with this simple issue there's there's not the same a knockout with the hand a knockout with the legs yeah. for me it's not the same
0: yeah i would agree i would agree i think that if there was that that, that distinction in, in the rules um even maybe that small one that would maybe be be something that would be good
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. I have a I have a situation. The last World Championship in the final plus eighty five. My student Ivan with Sebastian Lurachi. It was Ivan is my student and my nephew is my oldest student. He's with me since he was three or four years old. Um, Ivan got his nose broken from the quarterfinals, and in the final. Uh, Sebastian hit him very hard on the nose, and he couldn't keep going. The, the doctor said, "You can't keep going." Maybe in that case, I should have said to the to the referee or to the table, "Hey, that was a knockout. He has the the broke the nose broken." But it was Sebastian. It was Argentinian. You know, there was uh, so many factors in, in game, but. I mean that was a knockout or no? Because he, he Ivan didn't lose consciousness, but he couldn't go on. Yeah, you know, and that's very. I don't know how to say it, but it's very controversial when we we have to talk about knockout and when you when you can continue or yeah. not. I don't know. It's. We have
0: and like you said, do you think the fact it was the final made made a difference there maybe on the judgment that if that was the first round, maybe it would have been given as a knockout, but the fact it was the final and does anybody want to give away the goal medal on a disqualification?
1: yeah yeah yes I, I think ten times in ten seconds because it was the final it was the only final against two argentinians uh, Argentina Argentina. Made a a a great tournament, but but in sparring, individual sparring, males, we only got two medals, gold from Sebastian, and silver from Ivan. We only got two medals, in sparring. So it was a special situation, and Ivan was his first tournament as senior. So I I love statistics, and I think it makes us. work
0: better yeah 100 and i think we'll uh, i think we might wrap it up there we, like we have been talking for like you said a, a good bit over an hour and uh i really en- it really enjoyed the chat it was uh, great to have you on
1: yeah me too jamie um it happens every time that i speak with somebody from from our big taekwondo family and people that is so passionate as i or you we could keep talking taekwondo stuff from hours yeah, and hours 100%. yeah <laughs> it happens it happens to me that people my students or some colleagues came to home for my dinner and my wife just go away because she doesn't want to hear about taekwondo no more we can be 10 hours talking about taekwondo yeah, so,
0: that's what, that's why the podcast <laughs> is great because it gives an opportunity for me and other people to talk about taekwondo <laughs>
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but,
0: um, yeah. So I'd like to say, uh, just stay safe, and um, hopefully, and you know, the gyms and the schools will all be open fairly soon, and we might, you know, hopefully, we'll get back to competing, and that's fairly fairly soon.
1: Well, thanks, thanks one more time, Jamie, for this opportunity, and um, one more time, I I have to congratulate you because uh, the the podcasts are amazing. Uh, you made me companion a lot of times in my car. Uh, listen to them, and I hear them all. And what you are doing is great. It's fantastic for for our taekwondo. So, say say hello to all my Irish friends, and stay safe.
0: Brilliant. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Bye bye.